everybody, welcome back to another episode of Batman News Weekly. This is episode 87 in year two, and we got some, we're going to say grain of salt news, and actually some good news that we mentioned last week. Uh, it has been confirmed that fandom is going to be a thing. We're going to talk about that in in here in a moment, in a moment, but uh, Clay just let me know about this possible grain of salt rumor. Clay, do you want to let them know? Yeah, so... Um... This fell, let me actually look to see the date that uh, this came out. This was on April 26th, okay. so literally almost right after we uh, recorded. recorded last time. So, via Daniel RPK's Patreon, um, still don't know why people pay for that, because they eventually get leaked anyway, yeah. but... Um, via his Patreon, there are heavy rumors stating that Ben Affleck will be Batman again after the premiere of The Flash. Yeah, um, I mean, like, I don't even know how I feel about that, to be honest. Like, I mean, cool, I did, I will say I did mention it a long time ago, if we are going to have multiple Batman in this universe, then you better sign Affleck long-term, or have him be the Batman of this universe going but forward. But that, that means we don't get Batflick until 2023. Because as of right now, The Flash is coming out November 4th, 2022. Okay. So there is no way in hell they are working on something at this moment mm -hmm. with Ben for him to premiere in December of that year. No way. Yeah. So. But is this, if that rumor is confirmed, is it confirming that Ben is in the Flash? I would assume so, but we've even had our thoughts about that. Whether it mm -hmm. be something that's just like, okay, I'm not Batman anymore, see you later. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's just very confusing. And then it's still, again... This will be weird, and I guess we can bring this into it. I wasn't planning on talking about it today, but it would be weird to keep Affleck and let go of Cavill. But there were rumors coming out that came out uh, after we recorded last time that people have asked Michael B. Jordan, so you're going to be the next Superman. And he was like, "There's." He was like, "You know, I'm flattered that people think I could be Superman and I could be black. You know, the black Superman." He was all, "But there's nothing set in stone that's not in the works. Like nothing." He was, all, "I'm working on future projects with WB, essentially." He, but the one that's that he not... is heavily into right now is he is. I think he's working hand in hand with the Static Shock production. Yeah. Um. But as far as this uh, Calvin Ellis or whoever they decide to be um, this black Superman. Yeah. Um, there's not really anything like other than the fact that they want it to happen. Mm -hmm. So this there's a lot of people with their tinfoil hats saying that this was just something to deflect from Ray Fisher's allegations and all the stuff from the Snyder cut and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, Sure, you can you can name it that. Um, I think it's more so the the fact that like, hey, we screwed up with you know because we've seen the numbers now. As much mm -hmm. as people hate 
that they aren't sharing positive numbers. I mean, if the if the numbers aren't positive, then they're just not positive. Yeah. We have now seen that both Mortal Kombat and Godzilla vs. Kong have done Buku's better than Zack Snyder's Justice League opening weekends. Yeah. So they're also half the runtime. That's why. Yeah. You know. Uh but with that, you have to just you, you just have to say, "Hey, if it happens, it happens." Yeah. But also if they that would just be a turn of fucking events if you were telling me like two years ago but even before we got the snyder cut mm-hmm. if you would have told me hey ben is coming back before cavill is coming back yeah holy shit like yeah it's just such a weird thing to to like really to go through that to be honest um but you know like if they get both of them back then you could that would kill the rumors of WB is trying to wipe like wipe away the Snyderverse because then literally nobody's gone besides Ray, which again you know he's doesn't play that big of a part in much. I mean if you're if you're using the Snyder Cut as canon as the main continuity, then yes he did, but honestly like I just don't think a cyborg movie would even if everything would have been like happy go lucky i don't think a, sni- a cyborg movie would have done as well as a batman a superman a well, Wonder no because you, you have to you even i'm sorry guys but you have to even look at the comics yeah like that book was canceled and then the creator of cyborg himself came in did like maybe 12 issues and then it was canceled again yeah like unfortunately his book doesn't sell and we've said this plenty of times like you have to get a certain niche Mm -hmm. of that character and put it into a story to really get people to want to say hey i want this book yeah and for cyborg i feel like a lot of these oh my god my dog i'm so sorry (laughs) but like the 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 concepts of like hey what can we do with the cyborg and they're like oh well you can do like the uh, the 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 cyberverse, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what other than that? Because you do that for what, maybe two movies, and then you've yeah. run out of material. You know? Yeah. I personally am not a huge cyborg fan to the fact that, like, hey, this is his rose gallery. I don't know if he has one. Only thing I know about cyborg is there was a couple issues I think in New Fifty Two, or maybe it was Rebirth. I don't really remember where there was a lady cyborg and I was like, Oh, he's doing it with the lady cyborg. Nice. And, uh, that's all I know of his comic books. I remember he was supposed to be the leader of the justice league and that just got destroyed. That got destroyed real quick. Yeah. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but again, yeah. I mean, if honestly, dude, if you were to keep every actor from the Snyderverse and just not even bat an eye at Ray Fisher, then they're just going forward. And I think you could probably, I don't, you'd have to be super, super, super diehard into Snyder to not watch movies with Cavill and Ben Affleck coming back. You know what I mean? Like, well, no. And I've told, I've told plenty of people this, like you, you I'm probably the biggest Snyder person that, you know, in mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Right. I told people, I want, the restore the Snyderverse to Mm -hmm. happen because I want to see those last two movies. Yeah. But I still like DC content. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I am upset at what Warner media and and WB has done with the DC IP altogether. 
And in the long run, when it comes to movies like Zatanna or freaking Blue Beetle that I really want to see, I'm kind of worried for them because they're so far away that they could easily be cut. Yeah. And that's nothing that like something like a Marvel would do. They plan something where like, okay, we're on the road to that. That will come eventually. Yeah. DC, I have no promises with that kind of stuff. No. So, but the saving grace, quote unquote, for that is that I love DC content in general. So I'm going to give each thing a try. So, I mean, as long as they put out good content, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I would be very curious if WB is trying to make an effort to get all of these characters back, right? Like Ben Affleck and Cavill. Again, I mean, again, we're only assuming this because of this rumor. This rumor could be complete bullshit. Um, and it could only mean Affleck. It has could be nothing with Cavill. But uh, I wonder if it would be because they're like, we want a Justice League in the next five to seven years. You know what I mean? Um, and then that way they can build other characters through the HBO shows because um, Guy Gardner got cast recently. Um, don't like that casting. I don't know. I have no idea who the hell that is. So it just he's looks in like, like American Horror boy. Story or something like that. Yeah, that's apparently the the biggest thing or whatever. Yeah. Like people. Know uh, he looks like he could be a good douche though. <laughs> so like he's got that face. Of like yeah. somebody that's kind of douchey, so like, well, like the the big thing in a, in people can either hate me for this or people can roll their eyes. I don't I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But uh, recently, and as recently as the Amber Heard casting, mm-hmm. um, there's a big upset for people not casting actual redheads in movies. Oh yeah. So, how many? Who is an actor that's a legitimate redhead male? Um, like a legitimate redhead. Uh, I can only think of the redheads from Harry Potter. Yeah, you ain't gonna cast Ron for this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All right. Well, no, I, I, Fucking I, I guy told, gardeners. I Ron. told some friends of mine that I said the the guy who just played uh U.S. agent, the new mm-hmm. Captain America on on Winter Soldier, uh, the, yeah. or the 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 Winter Soldier Falcon show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, shit, he could have been a pretty cool Guy Gardner. I mean, as famous as he is now as freaking Star-Lord, you could probably see Chris Pratt as a Guy Gardner, maybe. Yeah. But he's not a redhead, I don't think. No, he's definitely not a redhead. Um, I, I don't know. You got to go with somebody with like a punchable face, like a Matt Damon or a Mark Wahlberg is very punchable and i think they could play a douche very well it's just oh, that uh yeah. freaking he's not a douche for sure just because he was a little bit of a badass um but what's his name from game of thrones uh who the viking one yeah oh but he's already in the universe he's in um aquaman wasn't he or what you know he's he's i'm pretty sure he's been cast in dc hasn't he has he really i could be wrong maybe i'm thinking of fast and the furious i don't know 
I don't. I want to say he got cast in a Viking type thing. I could be wrong. I got to check his IMDb. I guess. Here, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check um, it right now. You keep talking. But yeah. Anyways, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on in the DCEU. I'm not too sure, but at this point, I'm kind of just like, all right, whatever. The one thing I'm more excited about is these uh, HBO Max series that are gonna be spinning out of these movies because it was confirmed. Which I don't. I'm very surprised if people thought this was gonna be a one shot, but. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed that Peacemaker is not a one-shot series. So this is an actual television series that will continue. So I do not think, as I called a long time ago, that John Cena's character is dying in this movie. Because this would be a ridiculous prequel series to keep going and going before he dies in the sequel, or before he dies in Suicide Squad, you know? So the cool thing about this, though, is since it is going to be a series... Could this be James Gunn maybe doing a Suicide Squad uh, trilogy, hopefully, in the future, and just introducing a bunch of bullshit in the Peacemaker show between movies? You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Because I think right now he's doing... So I guess I'm confused with this, because I know Peacemaker is not done filming, or is currently filming, or whatever, and then... He's also writing like a Christmas special or something with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's yes. not volume three. No, it's not volume three. It's just so it's just it, an extra random it's, thing. It's gonna be on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh but I from what I've seen right now, Cena's on a break because we've been seeing the those photos of him like going to coffee or whatever. And it's just the the regular gag recently. Mm-hmm. Of him wearing the freaking suit everywhere, um, yeah, which is freaking well, I hilarious. I don't think he's on a break. Um, I think he's just literally filming and going to get coffee. Oh, okay. Like uh, because because well, that photo was like oh, and because because James Gunn tweeted it out and he was yeah. like oh that's so weird this was even on his day off. Oh so. yeah, I mean, well, those guys are just really weird. John yeah. Cena is really weird, uh, but yeah, I don't think that filming is going to be done for like six months or something like that wasn't it like something ridiculous because of covid yeah i think it was like six to nine months yeah like a regular movie filming yeah there's no way that's done although suicide squad is 100 percent complete so it looks like they're happy with it and there's not going to be reshoots which is nice yeah um Um, i'm looking at it now so the actor's name is uh christopher avijou mm -hmm. it says that he was casted in justice league but I don't remember him in. I, I he he has to be in the uh, dark side flashback scene, or he's one of the dudes like burying the the box. Oh, that could be true. He he yeah. could be one of the the humans. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I knew he was cast. I mean, then again, like nobody gives a fuck. Well, one, you were a fan to see the the Snyder cut. That's four hours. Nobody probably knows exactly where he's at. And two. People that think of the Joss Whedon cut, they're probably like, whatever. If we won't even count him if he's in that movie. So like, you know, they could cast recast him in something. Um, yeah, dude, I am looking. At, I am looking at all of these redheaded actors, and like, there's some punchable faces, but I would not cast them as Guy Gardner ever. Yeah. Dude, freaking Seth Green is in here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> punchable nice. face, but no. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. 
I mean, you know what? Like, if the DCEU just went, like, if it just could not compete and just got really shitty, I wouldn't mind a few just stupid movies with stupid casting. They're like, you know what? We're just going to do comedy. Fuck it. Y'all don't give a fuck about what we're doing. And I just want to, I would see, like, Seth Green do something stupid. What? I, I mean, I know people would love it, but I would absolutely hate it. How would you feel if DC was like, hey, we're going to make the next live action Batman basically a modern 66. I think depending, you would need to cast John Cena as Batman. (laughs) Because he's so dumb. Like he's so dumb. He would need to be Batman. Like who else is going to be weird like that? Um, because he, imagine a massive Batman and then like a like Michael Sarah as Robin, like something ridiculous like that. But even sixty six, it had like a seriousness to it, but it was silly. Like it 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 wasn't just all out stupid. No, but I I don't think that they could. I don't think they would do that justice. They would go Deadpool. I think they would go ridiculous, like '60s Deadpool. Yikes! Like That's they would, they would do some kind of weird video game, like pow. Like they would actually do the pows in there and do that kind of shit. And they'd make it. They'd probably do something ridiculous where the pals stay there, and fucking John Cena grabs the pow and throws it at fucking somebody. Like it would be, it would be like meta. They would fucking break the fourth wall and shit. I don't think somebody would do that justice. Now, that's why you need to do something like Thrill Killers, where it's in set in that time, but it's very, very serious. So, you know. Um, But yeah, I just don't think you could... I don't know. I would love to see it. I've always said I want a modern Dick Tracy film. Oh, I think Dick Tracy would do amazing right now. Yeah, but who's going to do it? I think it should be a show, though, not a movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so um, ten episodes. Yeah, like I think it'd be fantastic. Everybody would start wearing yellow fucking hats and coats again. Like it would be fucking badass. <laughs> That's what I told my friend that just became a detective. I was like, "You're gonna wear this the first day, right? <laughs> like this That's is what awesome. you got to do." Um, but yeah, I think a Dick Tracy film would be fucking fantastic right now. Um, anyways, before we jump into fandom, let's just knock out some real quick TV news. Um, uh, I just read this literally before the podcast started. Wallace Day was actually not cast, but she auditioned for Batwoman immediately after Ruby Rose was gone. Oh, I like how is this a surprise to anybody? Yeah. Like her name was trending. Yeah. She was the first person I thought of. Yeah. No, like this is this is this is no surprise. Like, yeah, like for for this to actually happen, we all were just like, why didn't you just fucking like so that tells you. Yeah, they were planning. Hey, we're gonna put you in the show, but first we need a ba- a black lead. And- no, so what she said was that she auditioned and got the call that they were like, "Hey, we're going in a different direction," and so she thought that they were actually just she got rejected, is what hmm. she thought was the case. So meaning that they were gonna just recast her and continue the story, but then they were like. Oh, you know what we should fucking do right now? Make a black Batwoman. And that's where I mentioned it when we first talked about this in the first place. It felt very pandering. Yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of like a political agenda, which usually for the most part, I defend those kind of things 
when it comes to like CW shows, but that one felt very, very on the nose, in my opinion. Um, I don't watch the show. I don't know if it's doing well. I don't know if it's good. Um, I hope it's good. I've always wished it the best from the start. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. And she went on to say in the interview that she was very surprised to get the call in January. And they were like, hey, do you? we're going to bring back Kate Kane. Do you still want to be Batwoman? And she was like, fuck yeah, I want to be Batwoman. So yeah, that was very, I thought, very interesting that they were going to do what they originally should have done and pivoted to do something different. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, the second thing is, I don't really know anything about this, but Vincent Kathier, Kathizer, Kathizer, I, I'm butchering his last name, has been cast as Scarecrow in uh, Titans 3. And apparently he's going to be spending his days in Arkham. So, Do you know who this actor is? Everybody's like, oh my god, that's such he's a good from, casting. He's from Mad Men, apparently. Pete from Mad Men is all I saw. Uh, I've never seen Mad Men, but so, I, but I know. I think I've seen like the first two episodes of Mad Men. My yeah. wife watched it all. Like I just I know no John Hamm and uh, what's her name with the big O knockers. Uh, January it. Jones. Mm, no, I don't think her name's January Jones. The redhead. Oh no, not the redhead. No, no, January Jones is uh is Ham's wife. No, I just know the, the redhead show. that got really popular from that show. Um, yeah, everybody wanted her to be Wonder Woman. Really? Because of, because of her knockers uh, personality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her <laughs> culturedness. Yeah, I agree. Um no, I don't agree. Why did I say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Gal is a fantastic yeah, I think Gal is, is fantastic <laughs> as Wonder Woman. But wow, that showed where my brain went. Um but fandom. Okay. So I believe you literally mentioned this on the last podcast. Yes. Uh, we haven't got an announcement for Fandom. Um, and the reason why, I think, it's because they pushed it back three months. I, they Didn't did. we get two Fandoms, right? So we, we got two weekends. Yeah. So it was one in August and the other one was in September. Yeah. And the September one just like was a dud because they, mm -hmm. they were going to do all of it in one day. And they're like, whoa, 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 this is way too much. Mm -hmm. Let's do two weekends. One is going to be full of our like top tier movie, TV, video game, all that stuff. And then the second weekend is going to be your like arts and crafts. And like, yeah. here's a comic book interview. And here's, you know, how to, you know do this in comics and like all that stuff and that was just a dud uh, i don't think they're gonna be doing that this year because there's only one date october 16th yeah my thought process was like holy shit they were actually trying to do that thanksgiving comic-con maybe and they were trying to be a part of that and since that got canceled they're like shit what do we do um um, um. did it yeah oh shit i didn't know yeah, that uh, the Thanksgiving uh, Comic Con got canceled. Oh, that's nice. Because there was so much backlash on how it stupid, stupid it was. It was a yeah. stupid idea. Like, why yeah. would you have it on Thanksgiving? Like yeah. the day of. It's so mm -hmm. stupid. But uh, if, like we we said this before, they had it perfect. They have enough content. They made it into a production. Yep. I think. And because of it being in October, once again, headlining would be the Batman. Yeah. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, were we supposed to get the Batman in October? We were, right? Yeah. I think um, that exact weekend. So you had a prediction for this, right? You would bet money on fandom. What we're gonna see? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I bet money that we will see a teaser for Black Adam, teaser for Flash, um, costume reveals for TV shows. Um, but I I am willing to put money on headlining will be the Batman because that's the very next film. Yeah, um, Suicide Squad would already be over by that time. Um, yep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, yeah, you definitely get a teaser for The Flash for sure. We get uh, a Catwoman reveal costume as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out before. I can understand them hiding it until then, but I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out before. Then again, it doesn't have to. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I, to be honest... I'd be more excited about the game stuff. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Especially since like freaking Arkham Knight, or not Arkham Knight. Sorry, um, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights was, was pushed, pushed back. back. Yeah, I we all knew that was gonna happen. Oh yeah, especially um, after Cyberpunk. Fuck yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely gonna happen. But at the same time, like as much as I love that series and how I think it is pretty stupid that it's not a continuation, but they're like, hey, we're gonna still take the story ending. Um, it didn't look as great as I wanted it to. No, it did have like a really funky animation style. It yeah. really did. Um, but I don't think they would t- touch up on that. I think they're going to touch up on a lot more of the open world stuff. So yeah. that way it doesn't become the next cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, I'll, uh, I don't know. Right now I'm like, I'm not going to complain about like art styles or anything. I'm absolutely in love with Genshin Impact right now. I'm fucking loving that game um and if it's anything like that where it's that open world to where you can just go do missions and do random shit i would love it um but i am going to be very curious on on that kind of stuff you know we i think i streamed that whole fandom if i'm not mistaken yeah so Um, i i went ahead the day of the day mm -hmm. this was announced when i saw october 16th i went straight into the website where i can request off i have that entire day off yeah yeah, so I will mold it. I mean, depending on how uh, I would hope that I'm not dealing with anxiety by that time, um, more than likely stream the whole thing again because that was fun. I had a lot of people in the stream. We were all freaking out together, and I was able to just record reactions for each thing and upload yeah. them to my channel, which was nice. So, um, yeah, that was fun. So, uh, yeah, I would totally be down with that. But for now, I think that is all the entertainment news we have, from my understanding. Was there anything in comics? Was anything been announced? Um, I don't think there has been. Not that I have seen. I, I just recently checked my email as well. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten any uh, anything special. Yeah. Recently, I have been seeing, and I guess we can talk about this a little bit because I don't. Uh, like, oh, you know what? I I will say this because I literally looked it up right before because we were talking about it. Uh-huh. Um. Miracle Molly is a new character. Is a new character. Yes. Okay. And everybody's acting like they are like absolutely in love with this character. The very first appearance was when we saw her in 106. Yeah. Um, and her first full appearance is coming out uh in well, it came out this week. 
No, no, no uh, sorry. Next week. No, 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 next no, 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 no. Yeah. next week. Yeah, We're so sorry. like ahead in comics. We're just like, oh, uh, uh, uh. I know you uh, almost spilled the beans on all those books for yeah last for week. The week. ones we're going to talk about this week, I almost <laughs> spilled the beans last week. Um, I did read an article, which I just—it's funny because I just this article is a year old already, which was crazy. But I and this it it goes back to Demon Slayer of how Demon Slayer outsold all of comics. Yes. Now I'm—is that the whole series? Or one book. That's the last volume. The very the... final volume was a hundred. Yes. So, yeah, and all of entire comics. So, like, it's very interesting because, like, so the last volume would technically be the equivalent of how many U.S. comics? So, um, we we looked it up just recently. Um, I think we looked it up when we went to go see Demon Slayer. Yeah. A chapter is like 15 to 17 pages normally, uh, right? No, 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 So normally the average size is anywhere from 19 to 24 pages, the exact same as mm-hmm. a comic book. Now, if there is a kind, if there is a story where they kind of like want to tease and like be like, oh, we're not going to share the, the they, they want to leave a cliffhanger. Yeah. They will go as short as 14 pages Mm-hmm. Or as long as seventeen, mm-hmm. so they can cut it a little bit shorter when they wait. Want that doesn't to. make sense. As long as seventeen, what do you mean? Like the short issue would be seventeen? Yeah, the sh- the short. Well, no, no, no. So because you they, said nineteen to twenty four, th- that would be long. Yeah that that is their average size. That are, mm-hmm. that is their normal size. Now, if they want to leave a cliffhanger and like leave you with like a fifty page like giant issue to do yeah. a whole bunch of revealing and everything else they can go as little as 14 pages on that cliffhanger mm-hmm. or as long as 19 pages on that cliffhanger. Okay. Gotcha. So it's still like a wide range. It really all depends on the book. Yeah. But Demon Slayer is 21 volumes. Mm-hmm. And in the volume, or we're in the, sorry, excuse me. In the overall book or series, there is 205 chapters. Damn. So the only series that has reached that much continuing mm-hmm. would be like old school freaking Superman Batman. Of like, that longevity. Like 80s and 90s. Yeah superman batman um, but again like is a vo- this is a volume right yes yes so he is holding up many... volume one of attack on, attack on titan. titan by the way people. and how many chapters are in here essentially so because isn't the first chapter because i have volume one so this is probably just what okay so this says episode one episode two episode three and episode four so that is the first four chapters episode four and i'm assuming it says one 55 90 oh that's the page counts of when it starts i'm assuming um so four episodes in one volume so we could assume that demon slayer the one that sold 100 million copies was four comics yes okay so that's a trade yeah yeah so if we were to go with recent comics that came out you could only really talk about i guess what tom king 
when he the first 50 issues of excuse me so volume 23 was the was the final one sorry okay so 21 21 is the most recent one that came out in the u.s but the Uh, final one has already gone out in japan okay i got you um so essentially one book sold more than everything in u.s comics right yep because i was doing the math i was like holy shit i was like that's a hundred million but i was curious about how many books that was like because i was like tom king sold in his first 50 issues every single issue in the first 50 of his run sold over a hundred thousand so that's five million comics that he sold mm-hmm. by himself um which i was like oh shit that's pretty good but uh, compared to 100 million is ridiculous all right so it's 23 volume 23 has one two three four five six seven eight nine chapters in it oh see that's a shitload but like i said because it's a final volume Mm -hmm. three of those may only be 14 pages yeah that's true you know anyways it was interesting because like People were talking about the reason why I want to bring this up is because people were talking about the idea of why manga does so well. And I I will say the article that I did read this on was like somebody's random website and they were kind of pushing the narrative A little bit more of, biased. Yeah, they were pushing the narrative of American comics push agendas too much where mangas do not. And I could see an argument but i could also see the argument that a lot of people that would agree with the agenda thing are also the people that just love seeing tits and ass in comics in the 80s yeah you know that were all like oh yeah women weren't strong back then blah blah blah. granted manga has very very good character development for some of its women um so like you couldn't really say that much but they do love their tits and ass in manga as well so like you know like is it that kind of thing that those people are agreeing with but some people were making like i don't know the reason why i could see the argument is because just recently we talked about on this podcast a lot was black batman right we felt like that was pushed down our throats when it didn't need to be and a manga would have built that up so much better. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it probably is selling a lot because one, the stories are better. Um, they're I wouldn't say they're given time because everybody's like, oh yeah, mangas just keep going. They do not. Uh if no. they're bad, they they get canceled. Yeah. One of my favorite mangas recently, uh Phantom Seer, yeah, um, ended with chapter twelve. Yeah. So it's probably not even going to be printed. It, well, it's not going to be. It's probably not going to be printed in the U.S. Yeah. So, so that sucks. So they do get canceled because there's a shitload of stuff out there, and yes. you're just like, oh, again, like I don't even know. And animes get canceled even faster than that. So you know, it's pretty nuts. But um, yeah, I just thought it was a very interesting argument, you know, because like people are like, why are why is manga outselling U.S. comic books? You know what I mean? And it's because, like... I will also say, manga is, like, a culture. Yeah. Like, it's it's not just like, oh, this is something that we do on the pastime. This is one of our hobbies. 
no, it is something that has been embedded in the culture. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't help. Like, so it's embedded in Japanese culture. And then it's starting to get popular in the US. That is a consumer based economy. It's like, we just gimme, 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 gimme. And they want to be, obviously, we want to be the first ones to own the thing. Or like, oh, yeah, I totally read that before. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's going on. And it's cool to like anime now. So, like, you know, kids can go to Barnes & Noble and hang out in the anime section. It's not like you're trying to hide in the porn section now. Like, oh, shit, I can't buy this anime now. Like, oh, fuck, don't let somebody see me. You know what I mean? It's not like that shit. Unless it's high school DXD. I, will, I buy that happily. I got that shit when I went to Barnes & Noble and I slapped that on the counter. I was like, I'm buying this. And it was, because f- they, they it's plastic wrapped. It's, like, it's bagged. Yeah. It's like, it's just plastic. It's not like US comics where it's a black sheet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but this one's just wrapped. It's like, all right, it's not open. Fuck it. And I bought that shit. They did me dirty with the back of the Vigilante book though. The high school, I mean, the freaking My Hero. On the yeah. front of it is these crazy, like, vigilantes. On the back, it's this girl, like, showing her ass, and she's, like, a bunny superhero costume. I was like, wow. So when I flipped it over, I put it I put it face up on the counter. And she scanned it and put it up backwards. And she was like, I know what you're buying. I was like, no, it's not even that. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> Fucking My Hero screwed me. Freaking um, pop step on the back of the book. Yeah. She's cool. It's, she's yeah. Cool. Yeah, from what I've read, I haven't finished it because I've just been reading a whole bunch of random shit. I started reading DXD and I was just like, all right, I'm just going to read this until I catch up. But anyways, yeah, I we we bring this up a lot because like obviously we re- we read American comics and we read manga. But how do you think do you think it is just the culture? Because I don't I don't see how you bring comics back like at this point. I because so bless his soul um joe caseta um i'm sorry if i'm saying that incorrectly um he's a editorial at marvel mm-hmm. and he he swears upon everything that is holy that one of these days marvel is gonna print a or marvel's gonna sell a million copies on one issue never yeah. gonna happen no never gonna happen not with the current shit they got going on no like with with the stuff that you're putting out today i'm sorry it'll just never happen and like yeah you we we've made and i say we and Mm -hmm. i mean like hollywood and stuff has made comic book movies like that is the western of this era yeah like it's just become that popular it is the blockbuster. It is the it is the genre that everybody wants to be a part in because they know that there's money involved. Yeah. But even then, like those people aren't going to the comic book stores and saying, "Oh, I want to learn more about these people." Yeah. You will get every once in a while. You'll get maybe 3 or 4 out of an entire theater that is like, eh, "I'll consider going to a comic shop." But yeah. they won't buy anything. You know, for sure. Do you now we've talked about the idea of and I think this is what they should do. You should go to a volumes only format. No more weekly shit because it's just too hard. It's just too hard to buy weekly. And now you were explaining this to me when we went to go see Demon Slayer. So 
they do not, and I'm showing the volume again as we are recording this with video and you guys can't see it, but this comes out in a magazine or something. Yes. Could so, that work with comics? Yes, it could. And I'll tell you how. So Marvel and DC can do this at the exact same time. Marvel and DC have their own apps. Mm -hmm. They have shown that they can put comics out same day release. The the Batman, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, point blank Fortnite, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That came out on the exact same day. You could have either bought it in print or digitally on Comixology, or you could have been subscribing to DC Universe Infinite and got it for free. Yeah. So Shonen Jump, the Shonen Jump app. I pay $2 a month for that book. And I read My Hero Academia on top of a ton more of freaking manga every Sunday. Mm -hmm. The chapters come out weekly. Sometimes, like this this next Sunday, tomorrow, when we are recording, we're recording on a Saturday. Um, it is, <gasps> I didn't watch My Hero today. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there, is a, there is a holiday in mm -hmm. Japan. So it's not going to release any chapters. So they get a bye week. Now, next Sunday, more chapters will come out. But it's only one chapter, unless it's a... Sometimes, like if they want to preview like a brand new series, they may yeah. do two chapters. Or, of course, the first chapter is just oversized with 50 pages. Yeah. DC can do the exact same thing. Yeah. Tell them, hey, we're going to a trade-only format but you can still read our weekly releases on the DC Universe Infinite app. Subscribing $7 a month will give you access to every single DC comic every single week. Yeah. And I guess the only... See, I would love to see how the people that are doing digital first, because that's how the they're getting paid. I'm buying. Well, I know that. But I want to see the payments because I doubt Jimenez is taking less money to do Super Sons digitally. You know what I mean? Well, he's not doing it. He's, I thought he was doing it with uh, Tomasi. No, 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 no. He did maybe the first like cover. Oh, he wasn't doing the art? The art has changed. The art was uh, changed. It was a different artist. Interesting. So you, you get Jimenez to do the first two chapters. Yeah. And then you put somebody else on there. And then everybody else is like, fuck, we're already sucked in. Might as well keep reading. Yeah. Well, I think it's always been weird that, granted, though, I think the biggest argument against this is, uh, yeah, see what Americans get paid opposed to Japanese artists, what they get yes. paid. That's going to be the biggest thing. And it's probably why people are able to push out these mangakas and all that stuff well that's the creator right that's yeah. that the mangas um and like that might be the biggest difference but i've never understood why dc and marvel don't have like a schooling system almost like hey do you want to get into comics as a writer or an artist mostly mostly for artists be like we got these digital first where we'll pay you a quarter of what the big guys get made or something like that. Well, they kind of do. How? Kind of. On Twitter? <laughs> like my artist that I wanted? Well, hey, you're good enough. I feel like it's more of 
uh, and we've said this before, it's who you know. Yeah, right? obviously. And every once in a while, you'll see the DC showcases. Mm-hmm. The showcases are just like any other anthology that we read all the time, such as like what we're going to be talking about t- today is uh, Batman Black and White. Has yeah. multiple stories all about Batman, right? Mm-hmm. The showcases will have multiple stories. It's like the holiday books. It's random characters, yeah. but it's all put in one book. The showcases do that. They put brand new artists and brand new writers together and see how they mesh. And then, depending on what sells and what people are talking about, boom, you'll find that artist on a different book down the line. Or you'll yeah. see that writer down the line with a certain character. You know, That's how they do that. But I would hope that they're trying to do something a little bit more to get more people in their in their ranks for sure yeah i don't know i think they just need to do something different to try to just bring some life back into comics because like it's very uh, some people did make the argument of it's just easier to get into manga because there's one to 200 or whatever and that's all i need to buy i don't need to buy batman and batgirl and this and that to understand this mega story you know what i mean and that could be another argument and maybe that's something you start doing by just going straight to the trades um but you know it is what it is uh because i mean mangas have a shitload of spinoffs so you could still have batgirl nightwing all that kind of shit but your main story is batman um so yeah anyways uh now we can actually talk about some books and i think we should go into black and white because i teased this last time that I think I have found a writer worse than Tynan when it comes to writing Batman. And don't we won't say it yet, but do you agree or do you disagree? I agree so much because I didn't I couldn't even finish the book. Oh, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't finish the story. Like the dialogue was that bad. Yeah. I so it. I told this to Clay. I felt bad. Like, this is my personal opinion. We'll never sugarcoat our opinions here on this podcast and you know i i would be very i would be better with my words if i worked in the industry but i don't i'm just a fan right now but i felt bad because i follow this person on their instagram and uh they were promoting this book and they're like hey guys this is a special thing for me this week because it's the first time i am writing and drawing a book and it's george Jimenez. And he is the current artist on Batman. The only way Batman has been palatable through these Tynan run is because of his art. Yes. And he was doing this black and white. And I was like, okay, interesting. It is essentially Bruce Wayne. What happens in this book is Bruce Wayne is talking to Damien and explaining a plan on how they are going to attack these guys because there's like a drug deal going down or just essentially there's a plan going down and he is telling damien bit by bit on how this plan is going to work damien's like we could just kick their ass he's like no it's gonna work like this and he's explaining basically how it's gonna go down and of course he has to do the because i'm batman line in here and he's like they have to fear me and that's what they're gonna be very fearsome and it's Bruce doesn't explain any of this shit. Like, Batman never goes that hardcore in depth in this book. This does not sound like Batman. It doesn't even sound like Bruce. And then it just ends with freaking Damien going balls to the wall and kicking everybody's ass, like he was saying originally. So the planning was for nothing. And it's supposed, I know it's supposed to be like this cheeky moment, you could say, 
this happens in anime a lot. Um, but it's supposed to be this cheeky moment of like, ah, that's my son. You know what I mean? Like that. But, and, and of course, Robin, when he's kicking everybody's ass, he's like, I'm Robin. Yeah. And I was just like, and there's literally a Batman face palm. The story ends with Batman face palming. Yeah. But he's got a smile like, oh, that's my son. Um, this was written pretty bad. Like Batman just, he doesn't, I don't know why it's so hard to write Batman. It's not hard to write Batman. One, he hardly ever goes into detail like this. Usually when he does, it's all thought, it's all thought bubbles. But just the way he was explaining it, I was like, he's not explaining it like this, like calculated, just masochist is how Batman hat does things. You know what I mean? And he's like explaining it just in weird ways. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like Batman and the whole, because I'm Batman, like he doesn't like Batman isn't cocky. Like that's the thing that annoys me. Like he knows that he puts fear into people, but he's not like, we're going to do it this way because I got to put the fear into people because when was the, when was the last time genuinely, when was the last time the line was said, I'm Batman in a yeah. comic book? And you actually were like, oh, fuck. I don't know. Um, because I think everybody that's used it recently has done it very campingly. No. Did Tom only- King even do it? No. Right. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. So, the last time, this should look familiar, because Jimenez was on the art when Tynan had him jumping punchline. Yeah. And it's saying, I'm Batman in his cape. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw this. Yes, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, And I think people want to capture that moment of Kevin Conroy saying... Mm -hmm. I'm Batman when mm-hmm. talking to his hallucination yeah. in that episode. And I'm just like, you can't you, stop trying. Like, yeah, that was that time. That was mm-hmm. that show. Do your own thing, please. Yeah. For the Matt Reeves God. just did it. You yeah. know, I'm vengeance. Everybody's like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like exactly. That shit's awesome. And, and that was, I think that was done well. Because it was the first time we've heard it that way, and it was a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I still love when I see um, fucking, uh, oh my god, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name right now, 89. Oh, fuck, fuck. Keaton? Yes, there you go. God damn. Keaton. He's like, I'm Batman. Like, that is still amazing. Like, every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's Batman, Batman. <laughs> like, that is awesome, you know? But again, that was like the first cool live action Batman. We don't count racist Batman from the 30s or 40s. But although Andy Warhol also did one, but um, that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, but yeah, like that, that is a cool time. But there are things like I know a lot of people. I know Ray Fisher had made the argument of the whole Booyah thing and how people wanted to see it. Right. Like everybody wants to see Booyah. Or a lot of people wanted to see it because it's like, this is going to be the first time Cyborg is doing this. He didn't want to do it because he was like, you don't get mad at other characters when they don't say their catch lines. I was like, it's because we've seen it a million times before. You know what I mean? Like the I'm Batman is done into the ground. Like we don't need to see it all the time. And my argument for that on Ray Fisher's side Mm -hmm. is 
there needs to be a reason and context for it. Yeah. Like throwing it in there, like even even the one that Joss Whedon put in there was kind of lame. It was just like booyah. Yeah. Like, it it wasn't like the booyah that everybody even wanted, you know? Yeah. So well, it, it should have happened at a big it should have happened when they killed Stephen Wolf. Like at, at that time, like after it was all done, you know what I mean? Well, like I just feel like the catchphrase that I remember it from is from Teen Titans, the, yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. And the way he says it in there is more enthusiastic. It's where he's having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the only way I could see him saying it, Ray Fisher saying it, mm-hmm. is if he was with Flash. Yeah. Which technically he was. <laughs> No, because the time that he said it was when he was with Superman after they took off the, or when they separated the mother boxes. I thought he says it when they're digging the grave. No. Huh? Because the, the, the grave is not in the Joss Whedon cut. Uh, pretty sure it is. No. Pretty sure it is. Mm-mm. You don't think the graveyard is in there at all? I'm pretty sure. No, you've only seen it once, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in there, man. We'll have to check after this. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's in there. I He might not say booyah, though. He might not say booyah, but I'm pretty sure that they dig him up in that movie, too. So, because I know I've seen it, unfortunately, three times. So, I might, I might be able to <laughs> confirm that. Uh, but anyways... So, yeah, black and white. I don't even, honestly, I forget my Discord is going off in my ear right now. Um, let's see. I want to say, did you have a favorite story of these black and whites? I just wanted to talk about that one because so, I just could not believe. I have like, two that I legitimately, like, read and finished, and I thought, like, those were great. Nice. Um, first one is Lee Weeks, the one immediately after oh, George yeah. Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Because Gorgeous. The very first, uh, not the very first page, but when you see Batman, which is the point where, where is it? I think it's when, it's the title card. When -hmm. you see like Batman looking over everybody. Yeah, yeah. uh, That page is absolutely fucking gorgeous. Yeah, Lee Weeks is great. And I just thought it was awesome. And this is more of a a Gordon story. So I didn't Mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Yeah. But... Of course, you said that there was a really awesome Nightwing story. So yes. I immediately had to go down and read that. I really enjoyed this Nightwing story. Yeah, the Nightwing story was pretty great. Uh, the this, art is phenomenal. If I am mistaken, or if I'm not mistaken, if I look at the actual credits of the Nightwing story, this is written and drawn by the same person so comparatively yeah. to what Jimenez did compared to what uh uh jamal campbell did yeah like jamal campbell is the better writer oh for sure for sure it's it's very hard for writers to i mean for artists to also be writers like yes. it's it's very rare for you to be awesome at two things um and that's not a knock like shit i would trade places with Jimenez immediately like he does great shit but unfortunately his and granted you can grow as a writer though you know what i mean yes. it takes years to be an amazing artist well unless you're just absolutely gifted but 
it takes a it takes a long time to do that. Like if I were to try to be an artist right now, holy shit, it would be years of me drawing every single day to yeah. hopefully be a tenth as well off as Jimenez is. Yeah. But I feel like I could probably write a little bit better than him because I've been writing for a really long time. Yeah. So I ain't got but to the this, publish. This still. night this Nightwing story was beautiful. This oh, yeah. basically tells the life of Dick Grayson. Um his love life, his his life as Robin going into Nightwing. How even going from Robin all the way to Batman, yeah. they even ha- they do a callback to that. They do a callback to who gave him the inspiration to become Nightwing, which was actually Superman, mm-hmm. um, because Nightwing was actually a character from Krypton. Uh, yep. So very, very cool. Um, beautiful artwork. And it's just really cool ending to uh, Black and White number five. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, just especially with that Nightwing story, that because uh, I know we're always slobbing on the knob of anime recently, but I will say the one thing that American comics have over anime is I think they are better at page layouts, and their layouts can be just astonishing compared to manga. But just imagine, like, I understand that, like, our trades are a lot larger yeah. than, than manga. Mm-hmm. But put this art in a manga sized book like yeah it, you would not expect it no you would open you would get this small dinky book and you're like okay i, I bought my my nightwing book and yeah. then you open it to this and you're like holy shit for sure for sure i wonder if dropping the size of comics would also work or if people would hate it i i don't know dude like i know that we've been on an anime like manga yeah kick, but they're doing something right yeah well my thing is just because it's all about money right it's money 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 it costs too much to make this book it costs too much blah 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 you know what i mean that's why they're going to digital first they're like dude we cannot keep printing these books if nobody's gonna buy them yeah so they're like let's see how popular it gets in digital make a dollar off each issue then re-release it because they're gonna want to buy it physically if it's that popular and then we'll re-release it in a trade you know what i mean um I don't know if it was you that told me or if it was the comic shop that told me that DC, the reason why the price jump might have happened is because apparently they lost a shitload of money in trade sales of the, because of the move in COVID. They yeah. just lost shitloads of money. That was the comic book shop that told okay. me, but I read that recently. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're definitely might be trying to make up for stuff. But anyways, the Nightwing story, I will say, is probably one of my favorites. There is a Riddler story in here that I absolutely hated because it was confusing as fuck and they tried to be clever. So let me just explain this because it was just so weird. It was about Batman getting beat by the Riddler, but they tried to do something interesting here. So I am going to applaud this writer for attempting to do something. It just didn't work. So every panel is numbered in this book and what happens is there's these little caption boxes that say after this jump to number 14 or jump to whatever and what happens is if you jump to that particular moment and skip everything else in the comic book it just shows batman being defeated batman being defeated batman being defeated and the very final panel of this comic book is batman winning so if you do these jump skips or whatever, it just looks like Batman's getting his ass beat all the time and Riddler's winning. But of course, at the very end, Riddler loses. 
And uh, but the one thing I want to say again, I didn't go back and read this, but there wasn't. I don't think there was a jump skip to forty to see Batman win. So it was just kind of weird, and I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't want to necessarily do a puzzle while I'm trying to read a comic book. Well, this is just like a uh, uh, choose your own adventure. Yeah, I just feel like if it was online and I could pick and select stuff, it would work. Yeah. It doesn't work this way because my mind is has been trained to read the next panel, to yeah. do the next panel. You know what I mean? If this was in a game, I could understand, or even YouTube videos, I could understand. But yeah, I don't think it just worked. It didn't work here. Um, and I, I didn't like it because it was just, it was confusing. I was just like, what? The art was cool. But uh, it was just really confusing. Uh, but yeah, I do. It wasn't my favorite story, but I've always been a fan of these black and white stories that, or actually not even these black and white stories, but I've always been a fan of one shots or random stories that connect to a larger story. And this, there was a story about uh, Two-Face's wife, Harvey Dent's wife, being somebody that murders villains and maybe heroes and she goes undercover and this is a spin-off from long halloween oh okay yeah because spoiler alert if you haven't read long halloween people uh there's gonna be the movie although dc might butcher this um because they did it with hush um long halloween there are multiple holiday killers yeah. And one of them is Harvey Dent's wife. And so this is already post Two-Face. He's become Two-Face. She knows that she was like, these villains are what ruined my Harvey. So she's on a mission to kill villains, like super villains. And uh, she murders this electric guy that uh, is about to get married and stuff. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm like, oh, shit. That's like an old cut. Like... I'm down with that. So uh, I thought that was pretty dope. So that would probably be my favorite, um, not my favorite story, but I will say I really appreciated that story. I like the Gordon story though, because it was about him going after like one of his oldest villains yeah. or like one of the people that got away and he catches them essentially, but they're like, just they're like a shell of their former self or something like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that Nightwing was gorgeous and the lee weeks like those are the probably the two uh the two stories that stood out the most um you want to talk detective or robin first i think robin has a crazier ending i think it should be last yeah it does have a crazy ending um so we can we can do that last let's go ahead and jump into uh detective uh i will say this cover it always makes me think that that's his dad like yeah it looks like a fucking Thomas Wayne. I can um, see that. It's just like really weird. I always think he's fighting Thomas Wayne. But what do you think of this? Obviously, we know art is gorgeous. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 1035, not 1030. Oh, um, yeah. This, I actually, like, I enjoyed this. I really mm-hmm. did. Um, the, you know, the uh, the father of the missing girl, I think her name's Sarah um basically saying hey whoever freaking did this just know that i will not rest until you're dead basically yeah at the funeral is like super fucking gangster 
Um, and I was confused. It, but th- is that Bruce's friend that invited him to the party or no? It's someone different, right? It is. It is the young girl? Yes. It's huh. it's the neighbor that that invited him over. Okay. Um, to the to the neighborhood party. Um of course, like you've already said, art is gorgeous. But I I like this uh this whole idea of like we want to know how the hell do the cops go from being like, eh, okay, we kind of are, we we're kind of annoyed with Batman because mm-hmm. they're always kind of annoyed with him because they're like, okay, yeah. they, he catches him, he catches the bad guys before we do, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of annoying to the point of like, hey, shoot on sight, yeah, and Batman being the first on scene to a dead body, like, yeah. looks pretty fucking sus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so them having this like shoot to kill order basically um and start shooting up batman i kind of saw it coming the whole ricochet thing Mm -hmm. uh and then they're like oh batman's armed and dangerous he 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 hurt one of our own blah blah blah. like you all know where that's going like it's it's obvious but it still plays out pretty well yeah well see and the stupid thing about that is that because it happens in real life they trace the bullets that would come back to his gun or one of those deputies guns granted also in real life police reports are not always factual yeah so but i don't know how they trace them or whatever but you'd be like oh yeah i don't know if bullets have numbers on them or what but they'd be like no that's from you bro sorry you shot me like yeah you know so that's kind of weird although and I, i can't there have been some good stories because I've always enjoyed the story of Bruce Wayne Fugitive. I thought that was a really solid story where he gets essentially, if I remember the story correctly, is framed by Cassandra's dad, uh, Cassandra Kane's dad, because he's like a super crazy assassin. Um, and like he has to really, really prove himself. But yeah, I don't know. Like I'm surprised there hasn't been a story. Like because Batman does show up to murder scenes a lot. Like I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't been tied to a bunch of murders because be like he's so good that he's murdered all these people, but he says it's somebody else. You know what I mean? And so I'm also curious because I remember I don't know if it was 1034 or 1033, but Bruce Wayne was saying in here because we know that he has like his rinky dinky freaking Batcave with um ghostmaker in batman but in here mariko tamaki was making it to where he would have like these little pockets in the sewers where he could like do his work they fill up a manhole they fill up the sewer with concrete Mm -hmm. basically destroying evidence and destroying any type of uh any chance bruce would have had to like look over the scene like he even says that here yeah so I'm just like, does that mean, like, conveniently he's not going to have a place to work now as Batman? You know? Yeah, who knows? Um, I'm just surprised, like, when it does all that stuff, like, yeah, I'm in the tunnels under, like, no homeless person ever just walks into your shit? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, holy shit, you're Bruce Wayne! Holy yeah, like, fuck, that's a Batman costume! Yeah, like, urban explorers do that shit all the time. <laughs> Like, I follow a few of them on TikTok, and I'm like, yeah, somebody would just stumble upon that. Like, 
I used to go through like this underground sewer tunnel when I was a kid when we were skating, yeah. like just to get under the highway so I didn't have to get run over. Um, so yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, but this Neil dude, we saw mm-hmm. Neil in the ending of the first one yeah. of, of, of last issue, sorry, with his hands completely bloodied. Now yeah. we see him like struggling to open pill bottles, like something's going up with him. Like, mm-hmm. of course, we're going to figure that out pretty quickly. Uh, and then we get another tease of Huntress. So, yeah, well, the book ends with the uh, murder victim coming back as a zombie. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, the what did you think of the Huntress story? I thought of, in a weird way, I thought of you. Um, really? Yeah. Um, you've been very public about uh, your panic attacks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this person, this individual, I can't remember her name, this victim, um, because this is titled uh, Mary Knox. I think that's what her name is. It's yeah. called Huntress Part One, Mary Knox. Um, we learn that there's this woman um, and she is about to get mugged. Huntress saves her. Um, tells her, hey, it's dangerous out here. You can't be walking around the streets, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Huntress makes it a thing over the next few weeks, like every single day, to walk with her and talk to her. Yeah. Um, later, we find out that the only reason why this woman walks at the exact same time that she does is because she's in an abusive relationship and she has high level, she has high levels of anxiety. Yeah. Basically throughout her entire day, except for this one time, because it is her choice that she is able to make on her own to walk through the streets of whether this be Gotham or Bloodhaven or whatever. Yeah. And I think this speaks volumes for people who have like mental illnesses who have, who struggle with anxiety and things like that. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, the one thing you felt that you had in your control. And, like, a few weeks later, Huntress basically blows up at her. And she's like, hey, like, I can't keep fucking doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to get your shit together, basically. And the one time she isn't there, she dies. Yeah. And that's going to weigh a lot on Huntress so much so that she's like I'm fucking going after this person and they're gonna pay yeah she took in her cat too that was one of the things that's how she found her because yeah. uh, this girl walks her cat on yeah. a leash and uh, the cat is it's a white cat it's found with blood and it's unfortunately the girl's cat so Huntress takes her in yeah I thought this was a good story like because yes. I'm like okay I'm interested Huntress hunts people this is a good reason for her to hunt somebody um, I thought it was interesting that she, you know, just started watching somebody, but you know, I could, I could understand it. Um, but yeah, I will say, uh, it was funny to read something about panic attacks and stuff like that. Cause I do still very suffer from anxiety and yeah, it's, it's very empowering or, but at the same time, like shitty that when you, you cling on to anything you have control over. Like, even during these podcasts, sometimes I'm just like, I gotta fucking hurry up and finish this podcast. You know what I mean? 
And um, lately, like I got to a really down place with my anxiety of being inside for so long and not being able to do anything. My coping mechanism when before my panic attack used to be, I'm just going to go for a drive and clear my head. Well, post panic attack, I haven't been able to drive like I used to. Um, so I just like, I felt like I had, I was trapped in a box. Uh, no pun intended with my name, but like, I just felt like I was trapped. And, um, I told myself, you know, you're going to go for a walk every day, rain or shine. It's been raining the last three days here in our city. And I've still went for my walks. Like I try to catch it when it's not raining or I take a fucking umbrella and I walk every single day around my neighborhood and I go for a drive, even if it's around my neighborhood or down the street or whatever to just try to mentally get back to a good place. And I've been able to drive far distances. It does up my anxiety, but the next time I drive that same distance, I don't feel as bad. So yeah, it was a very interesting story. I like what they're doing with Huntress. Um, I still don't like these end of the story things because I'm like, dude, I just read 22 pages. Like I don't care to read more, but it probably is the best way to introduce characters. Uh, if you're not going to fully is, tie them into your stuff. Which is why I'm curious, because these won't become trades for another, like the, the main story, won't become a trade for another four issues, yeah. three or four issues, max. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, will this Huntress story be in that trade put together? Yeah. Or will it be its own mini trade? You know? Mm. Mini trade I could see, but then again, it's like some people would be like, oh, but I read that in Batman. Why would I buy that separate? You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it's going to come in a deluxe version only. Well, but that's what I mean. So like uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Just, Justice League has t- freaking 20 to 24 pages of Justice League, but it also has 20 to 24 pages of Justice League Dark at the end of it. Ah, so will Justice League Dark always be in the back of Justice League when it comes to trade, or will they make a separate trade for probably Justice a separate League trade Dark? if it's that long? This wasn't twenty plus pages, was it? It was like twelve, right? Yeah, it was like twelve pages. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably separate trades, probably the best thing. Um, but you know, it would be interesting to see if they could just like do stuff on demand. But I don't know how quality control that would be. You know what? It might be kind of smart to do like limited pressings i wonder how that would work you know what i mean like we're only printing 1500 of this book and then if it sells out and people are like we want more they're like okay we're gonna reprint it with 3000 copies with a new cover you know what i mean and then if those all sell and be like okay we're gonna print 5000 with a new cover you know what i mean yeah i wonder how that would work anyways uh let's go ahead and jump into there oh i fucking hit my knee on my desk um (laughs) the final book that we got to talk about, which it's uh, essentially uh, Anime Robin. Uh, they're doing a tournament arc in uh, this book. I feel like, because we've been kind of talking about this, there's not really a lot to talk about until the very end. Essentially, Robin, uh, we already know, they kind of flashback of what's been going on with him. He's had his falling out with his dad. He is trying to get a ticket or a token or something like that. Right. I forgot what it was. Like they gave him something, right? Like a Lazarus coin or some shit. Yeah. Um, he's trying to get into this tournament of like the best of the best. And, uh, he ends up beating somebody's ass Bane's dad. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he beats uh, King King steak is Bane's dad. 
so he beats Bane's dad's ass, and they're like, "All right, kid, here you go." And you see these Lazarus people watching Damien. And uh, funny that we say that this is basically an anime uh, arc or a manga. He's like reading manga. I told I told uh, Mark at Comic Book Legion, this was a bit on the nose. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you're the manga guy, so how do you feel about this? I'm like, well, it's on the nose for one. Yeah. And it's a very weird shift for Damien's personality. I feel like nobody ever, like, Damien has a soft side. He does, he does. Yeah. But, like, I, it's just weird it's on the nose you know yeah. it's just like oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna do a tournament i'm gonna mm-hmm. make damien this weeb and it's just like what like yeah i can understand him having a soft spot for like animals yeah but then all of a sudden he's like a closet weeb like that's just yeah it's out of nowhere yeah yeah i feel like damien it's funny because it's kind of true but damien is essentially gohan because he doesn't do shit when he grows up. Like, there's that one Fuck. Damien. There's that one Damien story, like, in the future where he fights Raish, you know, that we thought was kind of cool from Atomic, whatever. Yeah. But they never really pay attention to him. Like, even when we did um, Dead Planet 2 or whatever, he sucked in that. So, yeah. like, you know, he's Gohan. He's essentially Gohan. Anyways. That's harsh. Yeah. He gets this token to go fight the best of the best. And... It was flat out anime here, man. All of these characters show up. We get um, Hawk is there, Hawk, which I thought Connor was surprising. Hawk. Connor yeah. Hawk. Uh, well, no, was... Hawk from D- Hawk and Dove. Is he in there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's one of the people chilling. Like, if you look at this, this page right here that I'm showing you in the thing, he's one of those people there. He looks like that. It's either him or... Or it's um it's it that's either Hawk or the guy Viper or Raptor that it's what's Raptor. his name fought. It is Raptor. It's, it's Raptor. Because, okay. Yeah, because if you if you go down again, uh, where you see Madame Soul, the yeah, it's the panel right below that. That is Raptor. That was in the Nightwing series. Yeah. Okay. Who was actually in Haley's Circus, and he was in love with Dick Grayson's mom. Yeah. yeah. So um. So, yeah, we get all this cast of characters. Oh, yeah, now I see them. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, we get some new characters that show up. We ha- we see Connor Hawk being all mysterious. There is this tournament person, basically, like the uh, Shao. What is it? Sha- I haven't seen the Shao Ling or whatever. What's the Mortal Kombat guy? The uh, main one that set- tells everybody this is Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, yeah. I just freaking have yeah, I know you just I have. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's uh, Shang Tsung. <laughs> Yeah, so that dude, there's essentially a girl that does the same thing here. And we get Robin, of course, just like, I'm fucking hardcore. I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, Is like, I'm ready to fight. Let's get this shit going. And somebody volunteers, and her name is Flatline. And so it's a new character showing up. Like, she's part of this new thing. They start fighting. He's talking shit. She's like, oh, you're pretty good. And then... He, like, goes in for, like, a knee. Uh, if you watch wrestling, he goes in for, like, a V-trigger, Kenny Omega style. And she was like, what you don't know about this tournament is, it's on Lazarus Island, is we fight to the death. And the final page is her holding Damien's heart. And Full he has a Mortal hole. Kombat style. Yeah. He has a hole in the back of his fucking body. 
So she ripped that shit out. And I was just like, oh, and the last panel just has like his eyes like I lost or like I'm but I'm and then there's another panel that says dead question mark. Um, how do you think? Obviously, he's not dead. How do you no, think this plays out? Um, I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to put his heart back into his body mm-hmm. and then throw him into a Lazarus pit. And yeah. the thing that I, I, I really did enjoy this. Number one, Joshua yeah, sure. Williamson, I, did too. I will say he has proven me wrong, but he did for one, one issue for, for one, one issue. issue. <laughs> but I will say he did something that I absolutely hated in this issue. Ooh, what was that? There is a moment when they are all on Lazarus Island mm-hmm. and uh, what is her name? Mother Soul or whatever mm-hmm. um, is giving the intro. And then out of nowhere, Robin's just like, all right, hey, uh, just so y'all know, and I'm the best of the best, um, I'll kick all y'all's asses. And like, we we have not seen that Damien yeah. in over four years. Like, yeah. that Damien has, like, he's dead and gone. Like, he is a brand new character. Now, I understand that he has kind of gotten into his angst because of Alfred, mm-hmm. and he was angry at Bruce and whatnot, but this is definitely not the Damien that we have seen in a very long time. Yeah. Damien is smart, he's calculated, and he would never just jump in here with all of these supervillains, basically, saying, hey, I'm gonna fuck all y'all up like yeah no that's stupid yeah and so that is the one thing that i very much disagree with in this comic yeah i i that's a that's a very strong point um i was just going with the anime thing i was like all right he's being the bakugo of this yeah so um it would be fantastic because you would think the bakugo would be connor hawk obviously that's what they're building to yeah but it would be interesting if he met somebody here and they are going to be essentially the Deku of the thing. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, yeah, let's kind of like, you should really watch out and you should do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, it'd be cool if they, he can build a friendship out of this. But essentially, anime tournament arc. That's what this yep. is. I've been calling it since the start. But it was good. I enjoyed it. That last page turn, I was like, oh, shit. Um, uh, the Lazarus thing obviously does make a lot of sense. They're probably just going to throw his heart back in there and do that. Um, or this is some kind of technique she does. She makes you think she killed you. It could be something like that, you know. That would be even more anime. Um, But, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, essentially, that is it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Some good news, uh, or some interesting news, I should say. But, uh, Clay, what do you got going on this week? This week, um, go check me out on DC Alliance. Um, We're going to be going live I believe 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube at the Geekverse pod, uh, podcast uh, channel over there on YouTube. Um, we're going to be talking all the latest stuff, some reiterations of what we've talked about here, but again, going to be talking all of DC. So we'll talk about Sh- uh, Black Adam, we'll talk about Shazam, we'll talk um, just the DCEU in general. Um, but we, uh, I'm also going to be talking with Mark this week over the uh, books for next week uh, so go check that out and as well as the uh, weird science podcast network as well the the uh, marvel and dc podcasts i'm on both of those as well as the ranger alliance podcast noise 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 mine same things 
Uh, check out my React channel. Check out the gaming channel. I'm posting content all there. Obviously, just check out my link tree. You can see all of my stuff there. It is currently updated, so you shouldn't miss anything. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for choosing this Batman podcast as your place to get your news. But as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!